Hello, Melissa. Hi, Kyle. Happy 2024. This is our first podcast in the new year. It is. And January is flying by, but we have some great content to share with you this month. Yes, we do. Um, As you said, the month is flying by, and I'm sure that that's probably true for our listeners as well, just given how life feels after the first of the year. (laughs) All the things that we avoided circling back on in December have come to home to roost. Um, And obviously, us here at, at headquarters, we are really, you know, just in the midst of it when it comes to planning conference and getting all the things together. So yeah, we are uh, busy little bees, but uh, we got a lot of things to cover this month and a lot of them are pretty exciting. So Melissa, what do we have on the podcast for this episode? Sure. So we are excited to dive into really demystifying an event that has been um, part of conference for many, many years. It actually predates, I've been to 21 conferences and it has been around longer than that. Which and makes that is, it really old. It does. <laughs> that That is the bicycle Chautauqua. And if you're not familiar with the Chautauqua concept, this was a concept um, developed in the mid 19th century as mobile universities. Mm-hmm. Things that, you know, they moved across America offering popular talks intended to bring insight and entertainment to rural America. So those folks who didn't, outside of cities, didn't have access to uh, this type of education. And Greg Patterson, the creator, facilitator, and passion. Fearless uh, leader. Fearless leader behind this took this concept to really create the Bicycle Chautauqua and updated it by creating as like a reflexive opportunity for working professionals to escape from the trenches, to really bond and connect, and to think deeply about club management. So mm-hmm. this is always scheduled for three to four days, the, the three to four days before the World Conference starts. Uh, so folks come in early for this experience. But, you know, for as long as I've been here, I, I don't think I really truly understood it. And, you know, I've 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 edited the description every year. <laughs> we've we've marketed that. I shared pictures from it, but I don't really think I understood that until our amazing colleague, uh, Roy Quinney, who's the designer, uh, the manager of design and production, uh, got an opportunity to go last year. And that led us to really coming up with this concept of really helping people understand what that is um, and what kind of experience that is. So we were so blessed uh, to have Roy share with us a couple of the folks that he met during his first year. Uh, And so we were able to connect with Rachel Ridgeway, who is the um, Human Resources Director at Rehoboth Beach Country Club in beautiful Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Um, Rachel was also a first-year participant, so her perspective was great. And we were able to Uh, bring all of our introverts together and get a little (laughs) bit of of, uh, thoughts from Roy as well on his perspective. So we're thrilled to share this interview with you and help you kind of understand what this activity is and that it is so much more than a bike trip. It's so much more than a bike trip. Um, But yeah, here's, here is our conversation with Rachel and Roy. Awesome. Well, We are thrilled to have you with us today, Rachel, to share a little uh, insider view of the Bicycle Chautauqua. Um, Obviously, our goal is to kind of demystify this um, amazing um, experience that's existed for a a long time in the CMA universe. So we never really talked about it on the podcast. But, you know, first off, let me start with a nice soft question. How are you? How's your winter going? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. 
Winter's been good so far. It's been busy at the club. We actually just got back from our annual leadership retreat, which was fantastic. So um, yeah, that's been it's been a good winter. So tell us a little bit about the Chautauqua, kind of from your perspective. Um, you know, what do you, can you really expect when you're attending the Bicycle Chautauqua? So I didn't quite know what to expect. So this past year was my first year doing it, and I had no idea what I was getting into. So I was a little bit nervous going in, but um, it is really just a group of club professionals who like to bike and like to share their experiences even more. So um, it's a really warm and welcoming group of people. Um, there is an educational element. There is a lot of um, conversations, one-on-one -on -one and group conversations that happen. And then there's some bicycling. Sure. And I'm sure with a lot of our listeners, they're probably like, wait a minute, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fitness level cyclist. So kind of what's your, what was your, your, uh, to kind of set the stage, what was your um, fitness level like coming into this? And, and was that daunting to you? Um, so I said I was nervous going in, and one of the main reasons that I was nervous was because I hadn't gotten on a bike for about five years prior to Chautauqua. So I would say I'm medium level when it comes to fitness, but I am not a biker. Um, it, it was not. It was not too challenging. They kind of split into two groups. So there's one group that they love to bike, they're cyclists, they go really far, they do loops around us. And then there's the other group, which is just kind of taking it easy and um, spending more time having a conversation on your bike than um, going for the distance. I like that. So more about the journey, not the destination, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's definitely my speed. Very cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about how individual participants kind of contribute to that. You mentioned that there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations and group conversations, but how do the individual participants really contribute to the overall experience of the Chautauqua? So I think it's all about the individuals. I think that's what really makes the experience so valuable. Um, so Greg Patterson organizes the event and he does an amazing job um, facilitating the group conversation. So every morning there's an up brief, every evening there's a debrief. So, and then in the middle, there's the biking. And during the group conversations, he will, he will call on just about anybody in the room to contribute. Um, or there's people that volunteer to contribute and there's so many gems that come out of those conversations and they go off on tangents and it's wonderful to listen to. Um, but then the other piece of it are those smaller group conversations or the one-on-one -on -one conversations. And you just learn so much on a personal level about people and their experience in this industry. And so that's what I found so helpful to me. Um, I'm in HR, so I'm not a general manager. And typically in my role, my experience with general managers are the person I report to. So having the experience of spending so much time with GMs and others in other roles in the industry for me was really valuable because you do see such a unique perspective when you have those conversations.
So, you know, what, what kind of unique features, challenges, activities kind of set this event apart from, you know, traditional educational opportunities? I think it really falls in line with a lot of what I've been talking about with the, with the conversations that are facilitated. Um, I'm, I, I said I'm a medium level exerciser, but I, I do really love physical activity. And I think that it, it makes it so much easier to um, find something that you're bonding over to start those conversations. So a when I think about a traditional education session is you come into the room, you sit down, you make small talk to the person next to you, and then you just listen for a while and then you leave. Um, where this is a much more um, wholehearted approach. So you're having those conversations, you're listening to Greg when he's giving his kind of facilitation or presentation, and then you're having all of those other follow-up conversations. I'm a natural introvert. So for me, when I go to conference, there are 10,000 people there and it can be really overwhelming where this is, it's just so much easier to find your niche and have, have those conversations. I'm going to chime in here and say that you're among natural introverts on this call, Rachel. Um, so I think we can I, all, I had a feeling. <laughs> we can definitely all appreciate that feeling mm -hmm. of, you know, when you're attending a, a big conference, like, like world conference where you step into an education room or you just step into our space and you're like oh there's a lot of people here and i know about two of them and i'm just gonna mind my own business and stick to my plan and not talk to anyone um and that seems like a much more um reasonable way to kind of exist in that situation but the chautauqua being so experiential um and i liked what you said about having something to bond over that kind of brings all the participants together um seems really cool and helps to break down that kind of nervous feeling of like oh i don't know you guys like actually i do we might not you know know each other going in but no we're all doing the same thing together and that's pretty cool um i'm going to invite we have a, a special guest on our podcast with us today. It's Roy Quinney, who is one of our teammates here at CMA. I wanted to invite Roy to chime in on this question as well, knowing that he too is uh, an introvert. And it was also his first time at the Chautauqua last year. And I was curious what his thoughts were a little bit. Roy, do you want to share? Yeah. Hi, Kyle. Thank you. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of contributing and participating in the Baichitakwa, the first word in that in that program is bike, and it's really misleading. Uh, the Chautauqua itself is more education, and the event is more. It, it's truly about the people attending. And as Rachel mentioned, Greg does a really good job of pulling people into a conversation, giving everybody else in the room talking points of as to why this individual is worth meeting and talking to. And as you may know, I I don't play golf. I don't I, I don't drink alcohol. I ride a bike. But he he pulled so many stories out of my past and during, uh, you know, during an up brief, that during the bike rides, 
several, several of the participants rolled up next to me and said, hey, so you, you worked in this industry, you worked in that industry, so you spent time in that city. There were so many touch points that really sparked conversation, that people could exchange knowledge and great stories. And, and it was really a, a huge bonding uh, experience. I love that. And I, I would also classify, I would say I'm a, I'm a amateur fitness enthusiast. I like to work out and I think I find a lot of like connection points in that experience as well. Um, you know, I think about participating in team sports growing up and you roll into tryouts at the end of the summer and you're in a gym full of girls who you you know some of them but then most of them you don't but as you're going through these drills and you're kind of going through kind of maybe the more difficult brutal parts um you're all experiencing that same thing so then when you break for water or break for lunch you have something that you can all share and talk about um and i think that as a concept is a really cool way to implement an educational experience, not just, oh, we're all going to go for a bike ride for, you know, a couple days, but we're also going to add on top of that, um, you know, something a little more engaging that's asking a little bit more of your brain, asking you to think harder, deeper, or more curiously about things. So I think this is such a cool concept and uh, similar to what Melissa said at the top, I've not thought about what the Chautauqua is. <laughs> really in like the 10 years that I've been here beyond the fact that, oh, it's a cool bike experience that we have. I didn't really know what went on. So this is so cool to hear from, from two experienced participants. I love that. I love, yeah, the, the concept that this kind of transcends club management um, and really that, that just this, this industry and, and really, you know, you spoke, Rachel, so much about the individual contribution and just what that looks like and how that builds into the, the greater event for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't know if you all are familiar with the concept of Chautauqua, but it's been going on for since I think like the late 1800s. It was essentially like a traveling um, education to rural America. So, you know, I think that that concept has just translated so well into this piece um last year there was a book too that we all had read prior so that was just another roy talked about touch points that was just another touch point where if you run out of things to talk about you can always talk about the book too which was all about building culture i love it what what was the title of the book rachel uh the culture code by um i think it was by daniel coyle Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, to all of our listeners out there that might be considering this, unfortunately, we do have to share that the Bicycle Chautauqua for 2024 is sold out because we are now right under 50 days from the World Conference. Uh, because it is limited attendance, and that's about 35 people each year, um, you know, it does sell out. But what, what advice would you give, Rachel and Roy, to folks who are interested in this and might be considering it for 2025 when we head to Tampa? I think coming in with um, an open mind and a willingness to share is essential. Whether or not you want to share, you will be called on, especially if it's your first year. He will look at you and say, who are you and why are you here? 
So um, I think that, I, but but I do think that just coming in with um, a willingness to be, you know, open-hearted is uh, is essential. Is that it, Roy? Do you have anything to add? <laughs> Roy's introverting. I agree. Tell? <laughs> the the, the open, open-mindedness is a plus, and the uh, well, the 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 tagline for the Bike Chautauqua is writing and reflecting. So there is a lot of intake, and there's a lot of pondering, and you know, for those couple of days, you're together to ask one another follow-up questions and not be intimidated with, oh, our meeting is closing in five minutes. Let's not make this longer than it has to be. You have a couple of days to really soak it up. I think coming in Maybe do something. Some oh, go ahead. Beforehand. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> yes, that too, some stretching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So just like a little, like you don't need to come into this prepared to go run a marathon. Just like, you know, stand there and like stretch your quads out for a second. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe sit on your bike seat for like a little bit beforehand, because uh -huh. then otherwise your butt might be a little sore. I don't know. Uh -huh. I'm not a psychic. Yeah, some of those padded like bike shorts. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm going this year and I'm really looking forward to it. But that is one thing that I'm bringing that I did not have last year. <laughs> And I regret it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first, guys. Hot tips. Padded bike shorts. Get them now. <laughs> I, I would add it's nobody should be intimidated by the bike aspect. Uh, there, There is a support car, uh, a support van available that if somebody realizes they've bitten off more than they can chew, there's support, there's there's a hotel. Some participants did not ride every day or at all. So it, it, it truly is more about meeting club club managers, club professionals, and and learning from one another. Absolutely. Well, Rachel, I, I want to just close always asking our guest, what's what's next for you? You said you're heading to the Chautauqua next month, so that's fabulous. And what else are you looking forward to in 2024? Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to a couple of days at conference again this year. Um, and then I I mentioned it at the beginning, we had our um, leadership retreat this past month, this past, or I guess two weeks ago. And um, we came out of that with some awesome strategic initiatives for this club. So I'm really looking forward to tackling those this year. Fabulous. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing a little bit about your experience and hopefully uh, dispelling some of the myths and confusion people might have about the Bicycle Chautauqua and generate some interest to, to have new folks join you for the following year. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
It's our pleasure, absolutely. And Roy, thank you too for, for coming on and connecting us with Rachel and also um, for sharing your own experiences with the Chautauqua. I know that's not something like we said before, it's not something Melissa and I have ever done. Um, and we, you know, we only knew what we know and now we know more and that's fantastic. Uh, it's such a, it's such a cool program and a really cool, um, I think kind of compliment to everything else that we offer throughout the week of conference. Um, you know, we, we try to diversify our educational offerings and what those experiences are like, but I think Rachel, you hit it on the head when you said mostly you go into a room, you sit down, you listen for a while, then you get up and leave. <laughs> like that's kind of what learning feels like a lot of the time. Um, but to be able to have this piece as part of our conference is pretty cool and unique. So thank you for sharing what that has been like for you. Absolutely. All right, Melissa, you know what? I, I had several really good takeaways from this conversation. Um, not least of which is the fact that, you know, we're, we're all a little bit introverted, but the Chautauqua and experience and style is such that even if you are a little bit more of an introvert and maybe it's your first time participating, it, it ends up being a really cool, comfortable space to get to know each other and share things. But also big takeaway, remember your padded bike shorts. That's, that's the thing we learned mm -hmm. <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> Well, and, and I also want to make one more shout out, and that is that this year in Las Vegas, we're actually going to have a new Chautauqua experience as well. I mentioned oh, earlier, yeah. the bicycle Chautauqua is sold out. So sorry about that, guys. Um, but they're going to be doing a um, one morning, which on the morning of March 6th during conference, they're going to do Wednesday. Wednesday, thank you. The the Chautauqua experience walking the Las Vegas Strip. So for those of us who are not uh, bike mobile or don't want to get on the boat by don't want to wear bike shorts, but just want to throw on our really good sneakers um, to they're really going to take that concept um, and boil it down to a shorter uh, one morning mm -hmm. four hour walking workshop. And that is also limited to 35 people. But I checked this morning, there are still a couple spaces left. So um, not only will Greg Patterson be facilitating that, but also Lorraine VN. CCM, CCE, CAM, and I'm so sorry, Lorraine, if I butchered your name at any point in that. Um, <laughs> but it is really going to be the same concept, and it's going to focus on getting to know each other, exploring the, the question of the day. They're going to start with an up brief, then they're going to do 90 minutes focusing in on wa casual walking, talking, and stopping for coffee. Obviously. And they're going to finish uh, with another 90-minute debrief and kind of talk through that stuff. So, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for folks who uh, can't come in early to also get that experience in the midweek of conference. So head to the registration form. Um, if you're already registered for conference, uh, just pull back up that confirmation, scroll to the bottom and hit the change button and you can add that in really easily. So definitely check that out. I would just add um, that what Melissa just mentioned there in terms of adding some things to your registration, if you have already registered for conference and there are things you realize that you wanted to participate in that you maybe didn't indicate initially, it's very easy to go back into your registration and make those changes, add them to your registration, and you can take care of all of that before you even get to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all taken care of for you. So definitely if you're interested in any of those things, head back over to that confirmation page and you can 
take a look and see what you need to add. Um, we have a few announcements that we want to cover today. Obviously, we mentioned at the top of the episode, we are in full swing preparing for World Conference. Obviously, you know, we have a lot of pieces that have to come together because there are so many different events and activities for attendees to participate in. First thing that we want to bring up is that there is a deadline coming up. Melissa, what is that deadline? Sure. So January 31st, that is the regular registration deadline for the World Conference. Uh, so if you want to get in to conference and you want to be there and you want to get um, the regular registration pricing, um, register by midnight on January 31st. Otherwise, uh, registration will go up. So you'll be paying a premium for a late registration. So please uh, take a couple minutes, uh, head over to cma.org backslash conference and get yourself registered and ready for conference. Yep, January 31st. As as we are recording, that is a week and a half from now. Or no, not even a week and a half, like half a week from now. <laughs> I don't, time is weird. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wanted to mention uh, two different events that we are currently accepting um, signups and participation for at World Conference. The first is the Career Opportunities and Networking Showcase. This takes place on Wednesday, March 6th from 1 to 3 p.m. Those are during expo hours, so you won't be conflicting with any education um, if you do choose to participate. This is an opportunity for clubs that are looking to hire uh, hopefully new graduates from um, our student chapters, but clubs who are looking to hire to come set up and and, and participate in effectively a job fair uh, for our student members that are attending World Conference. Um, there is a sign up form on our website. If you head over to our cma.org slash conference page and head over to activities, you can actually find the link right there to sign up for participation in the showcase. Um, but this job fair is really just a great place uh, for you to network and meet students from across the country, discuss those employment and any internship opportunities that you might have at your club, and also to discuss goals and mentorship. Um, even if you don't have current openings, being there and being present and interacting can also just be really impactful for our student members. So um, if you want to earn one association activity credit and you're looking for some folks to hire, this is a great opportunity for that. So remember, head over to our conference page and go to activities to find more information about the Career Opportunity Showcase. And then the other thing I wanted to highlight was our open space program. And if you've attended World Conference, uh, with us over the past several years, you've probably seen open space set up somewhere <laughs> in and around our different areas. Um, it's a lovely little circle of what looks like stools or ottomans, um, and it's a place where we invite our members to come and create their own learning experiences. Open space is a concept that we I'll say stole, borrowed <laughs> from uh, some other association uh, professionals who've, who've been engaging in this. But this is something that is organized by participants, tailored for participants in a very casual and inclusive space. Um, and it allows you to kind of crowdsource your topic and discussion um, around an issue of your choosing. And slots for open space are 30 minutes. 
if you have something that you want to bring to the table and you're really looking forward to getting some group feedback on or you have an idea or a challenge that you want to mull over with a group, Open Space is a great place to do that. Again, the sign up for this is located on our activities page as part of our World Conference landing page. So head over to cmaa.org conference, go to activities, you'll see the sign up for Open Space. Um, I'll also promo that we have two other opportunities for learning in the open space area. One is continue the conversation. This is something that will be facilitated by our some of our speakers at World Conference and other thought leaders that are attending who want to keep ideas and questions flowing and facilitate that deeper connection with folks who've sat through their sessions. A lot of our continue the conversation sessions are filled by speakers who will be speaking for an hour and 90 minutes and then heading right over to continue conversation in a different space. So if you've got a lot of questions, check those out. And then finally, we have Ask the Expert. Similar idea, we're inviting service providers and uh, different industry experts from across the club industry to take advantage of this chance to, again, engage in that deeper conversation. All of these sessions will be listed in the conference app when that goes live, so you can add them to your own schedule. Make sure you take a look. Um, they're not there yet. We're still accepting submissions, but keep an eye out. And I think that's everything for conference that we wanted to cover today, Melissa. What else do we have going on? Sure. We just wanted to announce the upcoming Communications Summit uh, coming up in April, the 7th through the 10th in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, is sold out. We are sorry, guys, to share that information. Um, our wait list is pretty deep at this point. And because our summits are hosted uh, through the generosity of several of our member managed clubs, there are unfortunately capacity limits. And so uh, we cannot add additional seats and we are so bummed. Um, this sells out every year. It's a very, very popular program, um, but we are excited to see all of our folks uh, from the communication space uh, in April. So stay tuned for more information and there'll be lots of Great opportunities for webinars and other activities uh, and other summits this year. So if you're in that space and you did not uh, get a space for the April event, hang tight. There's going to be some more opportunities this year. Absolutely. Speaking of summits and other educational things we have going on, we have some governance and leadership symposiums coming up this year. Uh, the first one for 2024 will be a virtual symposium that will be held on February 8th, so just in a couple of weeks. Um, but information for the Governance and Leadership Symposiums, again, are on our website, cmaa.org learn. Uh, you can head over there and find out all of the information about these upcoming symposiums. We have four on the calendar as of right now. We have two virtual opportunities and two in-person opportunities, and we are still gathering information for some of these. So as you'll notice, there might be some information that's missing or slow to come up. We are diligently preparing that for everyone, but make sure to check those out. Um, this is a great opportunity for you to bring your board president and come and learn about governance best practices within the club management space. So um, again, head over to cmaa.org learn to check out the dates for those upcoming governance and leadership symposiums. Awesome. Well, Kyle, I have one more announcement that I would like to make. Oh God, I know where <laughs> this is going because she's smirking at me. Um, on behalf of the CMA team, I want to congratulate Kyle Jennings on earning her Certified Association Executive designation. 
known as the CAE. And in the club industry, the CCM is the hallmark of professionalism. In the association professional uh, world, uh, where Kyle and I and the amazing uh, team at National Headquarters lives, um, the CAE is that hallmark uh, designation. Um, it is, just like the CCM, a multi-year process. Um, it is self-driven. Um, it is hours and hours of work. It is a very rigorous exam. And I am so pleased to congratulate Kyle on joining um, the ranks of CAE certified professionals. That puts us up to three here at, at National Headquarters. So we are so excited and proud of Kyle for all of her amazing hard work. So please join me in giving her a huge round of applause oh, uh, thank you. for all of her hard work. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. I am obviously so appreciative of, of that recognition, but also um, the support along the way. Um, I think on any of our CCMs know that that's not something, while it is an individual achievement, it's not something that's achieved by yourself. Um, you often go through the process with a cohort of peers, but also the people in your life that surround you and support you uh, through that process, whether that's by providing you leave or time to take courses and classes to do your studies, um, etc. So I want to say thank you back to you, Melissa, for supporting me along that way and also for showing me that it can be done because Melissa is also one of our CAEs on staff um, and she sets a great example for me and for everyone else. So. I just hope that I can continue to help make CMA a better place um, by utilizing all of the association best practices that we know and carry with us. So thank you so much. All right, that's enough Kudos. of that. Kudos. We are <laughs> diving into cheesy punchiness. Can you all tell that it's Friday after, no, it's not afternoon yet, almost, when we're recording this, friends? You can't, I bet you can't, we're totally fine. I think that's everything for this episode. Um, lots of conference related material, but that's what you can expect from us for the next probably month or so, um, because that's what we're working on. And we want, we have a lot of things to share with you. Absolutely. And hang tight because we've got some really exciting stuff coming out of research as well. So not oh, yes. only are we talking about conference, but we'll be hitting into research um, and can't wait to share all of that with you guys. Absolutely. So until next time, thank you for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. My name is Kyle. That's Melissa, C-A-E. And uh, we will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org. Dot org.